Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're talking about In Which Matilda Halifax Learns the Value of Restraint by Alexandra Vasti. This just came out in 2023 and is the second novella in the Halifax Hellion series. Yes, it is. We liked the first one a lot. Like a lot, a lot. <laughs> it was very well suited to Meg's interest in particular and overall just very well done. Um, I mean, yes, it was suited to my interest, but I think you also really liked it. So don't even... I did like, really like it. Just because it was Meg. Just because there's did, Virgin I Hero. I didn't say I didn't like it. I said we <laughs> both really liked it. <laughs> we did. We both really liked it. <laughs> so we had very high expectations for this book. So the book, book jacket. For seven years, Matilda Halifax and her twin have been the most scandalous ladies in London. But when Matilda accidentally sells erotic drawings of the brooding, reclusive Marcus de Ashford, she has, perhaps, gone a bit too far. Christian de Bord, Lord Ashford, knows what it's like to be notorious. Ever since he was accused of murdering his wife, prurient gossip has kept him isolated from society, alone and determined to protect his adolescent sister, B. But when Matilda Halifax's salacious pamphlet appears, Featuring his own damned face, he's thrust back into the storm of public attention. B's painting teacher quits. Christian's life is in an uproar, and the only person he can find to replace B's tutor as his, at his terrifying gothic castle is Matilda herself. The last thing Christian needs is another scandal, especially not one with the most sinfully tempting face he's ever seen. But Matilda is determined to right what she set wrong. One fake elopement later, Matilda finds herself in a carriage on the way to Northumberland with Christian, whose scowls do little to hide the wounds he carries or the scorching passion beneath his reserve. Only Matilda Halifax could turn Christian's disciplined life so decidedly inside out. And only Matilda can persuade him that love might just be worth the risk. It's fine. Uh, the only one thing I want to quibble with is she did not accidentally sell erotic drawings of him. Yes. She very deliberately sold erotic drawings. And then after she sold them, they were doctored to look like him. Correct. So the selling was deliberate. The selling was deliberate. There was an accidental, on her part, resemblance to him. Right. Kind of. Not anything that anyone would have noticed. Right. Exactly. So. But otherwise, yeah, that is the jack that is the book. That's the in book. jacket form. Yeah. So as usual, we generated a random number. For novellas, we generate generate that number between one and twenty-five. And for this episode, the number we got was thirteen. So and Lane I'm looking what was, at them, they're really similar. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> it's the same book. We read a novella, okay? Lane, what is your 13-word summary? When your secret sexy job gets you in trouble, debts are paid in painting. Mm -hmm. I'll, just, I'll just read mine. Here's my 13-word summary. When you accidentally drag someone through the mud, it's important to offer restitution. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 13 words, same book. One of the ones, this is one of the closest ones we've gotten, I think. 
It wasn't just the word choice, but the cadence and the structure of it was so similar. <laughs> it's true. So, whoops. Oops. Trolls. So the, a lot. There's a lot. There get a lot get packed into this novella. So as the uh, book jacket alludes to, they announce they are eloping so they can go to Scotland for her to teach his little sister how to paint. And they have no intention of actually following through on the engagement. You may recall that the entire premise of the first book is that M Matilda's twin six, uh, sister, Margot, is chasing after her to stop this marriage from happening. Yes. And so Lane says they announce that they're eloping. That's not true at all. She leaves a note for Margot saying, hey, I'm eloping. Yes. <laughs> There's no announcement. And they also don't agree really to do it. <laughs> okay, correct. He's just like, he keeps trying to get her to not come with him and finally realizes that he can't stop her. So fuck it. But then once they're on the road, they pretend to be husband and wife. So of, of course, you know, so yes, they, it turns into a bit of a road trip romance. Less than the first book. Well, the first book took place entirely on the road. Correct. Uh, this book, so it's a novella. I will say that it had more of a novel structure, though, than a novella structure. So, like, I had a whole beginning, there was a road trip part, and then there was a whole, like, sort of gothic romance part at the end. Um, so, anyway, just mentioning that there is a road trip romance. It is not, I think, the primary trope of this novella. Correct. They, so they pretend to be married at the inns. Most of the time they get two beds. So there's never a time where there's only one bed left at the end. However, due to some unfortunate mm, misconceptions about cats. Yes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put it that way. Yes. One of the beds becomes unusable, and so they are forced to share a bed one night. And it goes exactly as you hope and dream. Yes. It is a very good execution of the only one bed. Yes. There is a teeny bit of epistolary romance before the road trip romance. Yes. It's And again, I this, this seems to be the way epistolary gets rolled into modern romances at least that's how I feel the last two or three that I can think of where this was a major part it's just sort of at the beginning and then it's over I'm thinking of the perfect crimes of Marion Hayes I'm thinking of um love in the afternoon I think you've got two options you've got the epistolary romance is at the very beginning or you have the their letters are interspersed throughout the book as flashbacks type thing. Yeah, I agree. Let's see what else have we got here. Oh, <laughs> so we said that she accidentally drew him. I mean, she may have kind of had him in mind when she was drawing him because, you know, she had a crush on the idea of him forever. Not on him specifically. Like, they had not met. Right. But the she, idea of him. She'd seen him around. She knew he was attractive. And he had a reputation that we will get into why she was aware of for being a little bit of a dom. Yep. And she was very into that. And 
the pictures she was drawing were of a man in a dominant position. And so he naturally came to mind. Right. And and she was real into that. Yeah. And then, you know, and now she meets him and she's like, is, you know, how do I deal with this crush that who's an actual person now in front of me? What do I do? Act on all of those impulses. Um, yeah. And then the last thing I want to bring up for both of them, anything for my sister. Uh-huh. It actually annoyed me here. Oh, on whose part? Both of their parts? Both. Okay. Um, you know, I thought in the first book, obviously, Margot was dropping everything to run after Matilda. But in this book, Matilda has a lot of, like, resentment mm. about who she's been to Margot. And her perception versus reality did not match up for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was, it was interesting. And I'm not sure if it's because we've read the book's in such close proximity but it was it was a little bit jarring for me to read this book so closely on the heels of that book yeah because their their self-perception and their perception of their relationship and then also the the reality of this elopement as well is very different from how Margot sees it right I would say that Margot Halifax is like the perfect execution of a novella and novella structure. Mm-hmm. This book maybe took on a little bit, uh, like I said before, it feels like a novel structure, but it's shorter. So it took on, I think, maybe maybe too much. I'm I agree sure. with that, but mm-hmm. I think I'm also observing something kind of tangential, but separate from that, mm-hmm. which is... Matilda really has it in her head that she's gotten up to her escapades and become notorious, namely for Margot. Right. She's not illustrating sex pamphlets for Margot. <laughs> That's true. Like, that had nothing to do with her sister. It wasn't something done for somebody's reputation. It was just she likes doing it and it's scandalous and she doesn't care. Like, there's there seemed to be a real lack of ownership of her own behavior from her. Yes. Not just in terms of the reasoning for it, but it just, it didn't work for me. It made her fundamentally less likable than Margot, yeah. who was very surface level in a great way. Yeah, you know, I I don't disagree with you. There's this whole part of this book. I, I think we've moved into discussion of the book at this point so we're done with tropes there's this whole part of the book where so in the in the first book in margot halifax margot encounters matilda during this road trip right right and you see it in this book from matilda's perspective and in that book, you really felt like, wow, you know, Margot's learning a lesson. And this is really interesting. And she needs to separate from her sister and like self-actualize and blah, blah, blah. And when you read this book, to me, I was like, dang, Matilda is such a hypocrite. Yes. In that moment. And then add in to talk about how I thought they both had problematic dynamics with their sisters. Christian's little sister is in her teens Mm -hmm. and is like refusing to go back to London and minor spoiler alert, you find out it's not about her own feelings, but about her trying to protect her brother Mm -hmm. and the way she acts out and screams and freezes and like emotes when anything having to do with London or him comes up to me, read as like a four year old. Not like, not the rest of her character, but 
the way she freaked out and threw temper tantrums was just extremely jarring. Yes. And I mean, that's, that's sort of interesting because there's a part of the book. So this, this, this book takes place in three acts, Mm -hmm. right? The first, the first act is in London where they encounter each other. There's the epistolary sequence. Um, Second act is the road trip. And Mm -hmm. then the third act is this real change of Mm, I don't even know how to say it. Like, obviously the setting has changed, but it's also almost a change in perspective and it becomes um, almost a Gothic romance. So they're isolated on the moors and Northumberland, you know, they're right next to the North Sea. And Mm -hmm. um, uh, to me, B's behavior was working towards that trope, that specific trope of like being isolated encountering people who you're not really sure are they are they good or are they bad like what are their feelings what do they do um so to me it was working into that specific that's fine and that very well it just didn't work for me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially as you said she's so concerned about going back to london for her brother her brother spent the first act of this book in london right yeah so it just the math did not add up in terms of their dynamic and everyone's behavior and words matching up with what we were actually seeing happen. Yeah. All right. Um, so I did, I mean, I I think this would have benefited from a longer treatment, right? Not a novella, mm-hmm. but a novel. Um, I also, I mean, again, I think it's because we read these books, it feels like almost back to back, right? We read right. Margot Halifax in November or December. And um, then this one came out and read it. And I was I was looking forward to seeing what I thought happened play out. Yes. And I get, like, I get that it's not fair to be like, oh, I was disappointed because I thought it was going to be one way and then it was another. But, like, life's not fair. That's how I felt. I don't know. I was looking forward to an elopement and then falling in love. Like, I wanted to see them fall in love in the shadowy corners of London, you know? Right. I don't know. I was looking. I was, like, really excited about it. <laughs> well, and the title makes some promises. Okay. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the promises that the title makes, Lane. So... Matilda learns the value of restraint and mm-hmm. the thing that they both know they have in common. She's known since before she met him and he learns very quickly upon meeting her is they're both kind of into BT- BDSM. Right. And I want to just props. This may be the first historical romance I've read that explicitly gets into BDSM where it's not somebody's mental health coping mechanism. Oh my God. Yes. And I was so pleased with that, that it was just like a kink they both had and it was not a big deal. Yes. I agree with you. I totally agree with you because, and it's not just historicals, right? Because contemporaries do this too, right? They do, but I think there's a whole subgenre of contemporary. We just haven't gotten into. Sure. Where it is not therapy. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, they're always like, why? Why am I into it? It must be because I was beaten down as a young man or whatever. Or I need control and therefore women can't touch my body. Or the other way around. Like, I'm always in control and so I need to be tied up. Yep. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. 
so yeah, this that that was one thing I really appreciated about this book is that they were both like acknowledged that they were into this thing. Yep. Right. And when they participated in it, they were very clear about it, but also not in like a let's sign a contract NDA kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, or even let's sign a contract in a mis- mistress, you know, protector kind of way, which right. also happens in historicals a lot. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, it's less, they don't talk about the act and they're just like, you're my mistress. You have to do whatever I want. Right. Which, you know, whatever. <laughs> Look, it's a fantasy. I get it. Okay. I'm not knocking it. It's just not my thing. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I liked other, how it played out. I did too. That said, as Meg said, this novella crams so much into its pages. Christian also has a dead wife. Yeah. This is the gothic of, romance kind of thing. Yes. And so a lot of his emotional distance which is not explicitly tied to his BDSM. He was into the BTSM before any of this tragedy happened. Yep. Um, has to do with feeling like that marriage was such a failure. Yep. And he failed at it so miserably as a person that he now is keeping everyone at arm's length himself. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to him, it was pretty trash relationship. And it was. It ended in a pretty trash way. So I get it. Absolutely. It's just another layer of the several this book has. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. It's just an extra over over overlay, right? So, all right. Um, but look, I feel like we're being maybe too hard on this book than it deserves because it's very good. It's really good. It's really entertaining. I will say, I had been very scared at having to fall for a hero who didn't recognize the heroine mm-hmm. and the way all of that happens and the reason he mistakes Margot for Matilda in that one moment, I was totally not upset by. Mm-hmm. I thought that all worked really well. Um, ultimately, I think what it comes down to, I had really high expectations, as Meg said, for the book that I was expecting based on the last book and from the title. Yeah. And I ultimately was like, oh, it didn't do the thing I was expecting it to do, which is unfair. I know. But it's like, it's so unfair. I, to jump ahead a little bit to sexiness, though I know we will dissect it more. I almost think the the way that that threat was made to Margot uh-huh. and the way that like Matilda then had to process it. And you saw Christian reckoning with those thoughts uh-huh. was one of the sexiest parts of the book. It was, it was, and it was also funny. Yeah. Uh, which is, I think, really hard to make something like sexy also be funny. It was both. It worked really well. And then none of the sex scenes got on the level of that initial threat that readers had been living with since the beginning of Margot Halifax. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good point. Good point. Okay, content warnings? I mean, his his wife dies in a pretty tragic way that involves some infidelity and... Like other stuff? On her part, none of it's on the page. He's a gooey cinnamon roll, but... I mean, he's a gooey dom cinnamon roll. 
<laughs> but like uh, his feelings about this, like he was the definitely yep. trying to make his marriage work and was very sad that it was not working. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that's true. And then, yes, there is, you know, BDSM stuff. I don't even know if that needs a content warning at this point. It's but just you know, a, like content warning. Theme. Yeah. Yeah. Thing happens. Um, okay. We need to talk about it more, I guess, because we're going to talk about sexiness, like how sexy this book was. The buildup is extremely sexy. It is. I think part of it is that Matilda, so Matilda is super scandalous, right? And she's embraced this role, even though she's now come to resent it a little bit Mm. and feels like she's taken it on for her sister in some ways. But because she's scandalous, she is able to express her feelings and her wishes and her desires, Mm -hmm. which is something that I really appreciated uh, about the book. So she is not a virgin, but she's also never really engaged in like power play Mm -hmm. in her sexual relationships. It's just been something that she's interested in and fantasized about, thought about, and drawn erotic pictures of, right? Right. And so... When she meets Christian, she she's able to let him know, like, I am curious about this. Like, this is something that is interesting to me and that I would like to try. Uh, and I really liked, we've talked about that already, but that's a part of the book that I really, really liked. And when we talk about sex scenes adding something to a book, these characters were shit at communicating outside the bedroom, mm-hmm. which made the fact that inherently BDSM stuff like you have to be so great at communicating in the bedroom that that disparity was really fun yeah yeah it was it when it was really it was really well done as well especially like Christian in control of everything meanwhile outside the bedroom his whole life was a disaster yeah absolute disaster and also outside the bedroom he's like you're not gonna do this and she's like gonna go do it bye yeah or why don't you do this? No, that's okay. I'm going to do this instead. Bye. Don't bring the cat in the carriage. Sorry, I'm bringing it in. <laughs> anyway, I felt bad for him because he's allergic to cats and he had to be like in a carriage with a cat. I actually felt super bad for him. Yeah. And I, I actually thought it was kind of selfish of Matilda. Like, I love cats, okay? I love cats, but that was rough for me. I just, as someone who is currently having an asthma attack potentially brought on by allergies it's a pretty shit thing to do to someone on purpose right exactly um but we have really veered away from sexiness here oh god yeah um okay here's the thing to get real honest with you guys whenever we get into like kinks invariably like our opinions about what is sexy feel like they come out more than they do when we're just talking about did the sex further the plot was it well executed were the scenes detailed enough that we felt like we were in the character's head and so what I will say is personally the BDSM manifested itself twice in this book as spanking and that was not the route I was hoping it was going to go (laughs) right If that is your thing, if, like, light BDSM with some, like, like spanking spanking and and a lot of, like, don't move. Yeah. I'm going to move your hands back. We're going to do this on my turn. Like, 
that if that's where your head was like, I hope that's the direction this goes. You will be extremely pleased. Good for you. Yes. Because it is really well done. Yes. That was not the direction I was hoping it was going to go. <laughs> I was more interested in the corset strings than the writing prop. Right, right. Yeah. I. You know what? I agree. We just, we have too many things in common. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I just will say I don't disagree with you. Yeah. So without getting, you know, too into detail, because I don't think you guys are listening to find out what we thought about the specific kinks, but a combination of this book biting off a lot, having so much groundwork laid by Margot and the title, and then just having the specific direction the kink took being a different one than I was hoping. I really like this. I don't have a lot to like complain about in the book. It's just, uh, I had a really clear vision I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I I, to I totally get it. I totally get it. But, you know, Alexia Dravesti is an author to watch. I oh, I have... will be gobbling up whatever oh, she puts out next. Anything, anything, anything she writes, I'm going to read it. This is, it's very exciting to discover a new author. And... These novellas have been really great. I'm excited to see. I hope her next one's a novel. It is. Is it, it The is. Brother? No, it's not. It's a new series. Okay, not even this universe. Got it. Yeah. I mean, maybe in this universe. Who knows? Maybe they'll, oh. like, call up Matilda. I mean, not call her up. Send her <laughs> a note. <laughs> Invite her to tea. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but it's called Ne'er Duke Well. And so like ne'er do well. No, I got it, Meg. <laughs> I, okay, I'm really excited. When is it coming out? Uh, next year. <laughs> As in, you know it's 2023. You mean 2024? Mm -hmm. That's so long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm I excited to see what she does with a novel's worth of material. Yes, exactly. Me too. I'm really really looking forward to a full novel length um treatment of whatever she wants to write because i'm gonna read it especially it's a book we can go into with no expectations yes yeah yeah i think that's gonna be helpful too i honestly do i honestly <laughs> full do. length novel no expectations just a duke some old-timey england shenanigans and alexandra fasty sign me up thank you guys so much for listening we would love it if you would rate, review, subscribe, and check us out around the internet wherever you can find plot trysts.